Uh, welcome to No, I Do Not Live in My Parents' Basement. I am BJ Kennard along with Adam Dillinger. Here is the warning that this is a spoiler-filled podcast. You're listening to a podcast, so you clicked on it, so you know what it is. We're still giving you the disclaimer that we saw Avengers, and we're going to talk all about it, everything. So if you have not seen it, pause this. Come back to it after you've seen it, because I know you're going to want to talk about it. Now, for everyone else who've seen it, let's start the show. And now, it's time for... No, I don't live in my parents' basement. A show that covers comics, movies, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Here's your host, BJ Kennard and Adam Dellinger. For the record, I saw this movie last night... Adam, you just saw it right now. I got I got back to the studio maybe a half hour ago. Yes. You and I, you said, what did you think? I said, nope. We will do that on the podcast. So I don't know what you thought. You do not know what I thought about this at all. Nope. I feel like since you just saw it, that maybe you should go first and we'll, and we'll go from there. You want the good or the the bad? I want whatever, what, however you would like to start with Avengers Endgame. Start with it. I want to bash it first. Okay. I want to get the nastiness out of the way. Okay. I mean, don't you don't have to attack me or anything because it's it's not bad. The movie, uh, the film, uh, is true, phenomenal. True that. DC makes movies. That's Marvel right. makes films. And the the film is phenomenal. I loved it from start to finish. They never lost me. It didn't feel like three hours. Hell, it was even the best set of previews I've ever seen. By the way, I know who you saw the movie with last night. Mm -hmm. I got a trailer that you didn't get. Really? I heard that. Did you go to a different theater? No, I went to the mall. I was Cinemark. Yes, same same theater. I was told that you didn't get the Phoenix trailer. No, we got it. Oh, somebody must have not been paying attention. (laughs) At all, for for (laughs) like two and a half minutes. (laughs) Like, how'd you miss that? No, yeah. I think that looks great. Yeah, surprisingly, I feel like they got it right this time. They did. But anyways, uh, I'll do the bad first. Okay. There were some... This is the only knock I've got. Okay. There were some weird CGI stuff sometimes. You think so? I, one specific scene. Okay. And we're dropping spoilers, so it oh yeah, yeah. This, you have seen the movie if you're listening to this, so it's when, fine. When Captain, but, but for the record, doesn't it feel weird to be like, uh, so like it's a part where like, um, yeah, because I don't. Yeah. it's weird. We get to talk straight up about it. So when Captain Marvel comes in being Superman, yeah. at the battle and she's ripping everything to shreds, yeah, tearing everything Thanos has got apart. Mm-hmm. When Thanos hits her and knocks her back. The first time, yeah, it is a weird rubber ragdoll thing that she is on the screen. Literally, the only knock I have on the movie, and it's like two seconds. Yeah, the rest of it, start to finish, balls to the wall, dude. Can I ask you? Well, I feel like this might be too early. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, ahead. I'll, I'll ask you with this: Did it exceed your expectations from what you thought it was going to be? Without a doubt. Okay. Thor stole the movie for me. But it's who you can relate to. Yeah. And who... There's a weird thing with these ensemble cast superhero movies. And everybody likes somebody else. I have a feeling that you were entirely enamored uh, with Hulk in this movie. I bet when you saw him at the diner that you were like, hell right. Like, that was awesome. Funny enough, I was like, okay. Because you knew it was coming, kind of. Well, I, I did, but I didn't want it that way. I wanted to see it happen. 
I didn't want him to already be Smart Hulk. Okay, so that's I, a little I, bit of a no. I wanted it to be, you know, him finally, because the problem is five years have happened. The last time we saw him, he couldn't even make the Hulk happen. He was having erectile dysfunction, right, essentially, but yeah. with the Hulk. And then that just got rectified. When everyone else is having terrible time and a terrible life, he fixes his problems, and he's the happiest he's ever been. You know, they did have to... Exp- they did have to... He explained that at mm-hmm. the diner. Yeah. And I think that he had to do that. There were... S- because everybody wants to think that there are all these weird time paradoxes, mm-hmm. like all that quantum theory and the physics stuff, they had to explain that after the fact. Yeah. And I appreciated that. Sure. That movie could have been five hours long. Yeah. It could have been two movies, honestly. Uh, I bet- and, and really, it's it's time-wise, is almost three movies if you account the first one, Infinity War, and then this one. You have enough time on screen for three movies. You do, and uh, basically you get everything that you wanted in this movie. Mm-hmm. The even the the <clears throat> I'm sorry, a couple of the characters that died. I mean, that is a thing. Yeah. Uh, I think the story's kind of the climax of the movie is centered around the death of Iron Man. Yeah. And did you see it coming? Hundred percent. Before the movie started, because you and I had, had a discussion this week, and I had said there's no way they kill Iron Man because in the last movie they gave us the scare when Thanos stabs him. And we're like, oh, is Tony dead? And then he's not dead. He healed. So I'm like, all right, I feel like Iron Man is safe for this. And then you still get to have him in future films, even if they never do another Iron Man movie. I thought, I theorized uh, uh, last year or something that this would be it for Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And I have this trick that I do in my mind. Well, listen, we'll come back to that later. Um, once Captain America wields the hammer. Oh, my. Let's. <laughs> yeah, oh, my I mean, goodness. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. Nerd bumps, bro. Oh, my goodness. When I saw Mjolnir move. You're right. I thought that it was almost like a Jane Foster moment. Because when Jane Foster was Thor, Mjolnir did all kinds of things it never did for Thor. That's right. And I see it rise. I'm like, oh, Mjolnir is coming to Thor's rescue on its own. I'm like, that's pretty damn cool. Hits Thanos. And when it went back to Steve's hand, (laughs) and I was like, and I'm like, I'm a grown-ass man. And I felt like a five-year-old kid. I'm looking around the movie theater going, did you guys see this? Yes, they saw it. And, man, he went to town. My brother and I have argued for years over who is the face of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And my brother believes that it's Captain America. I think that's true. Well, primarily because my father is feeding him information. My father was around for the Silver <laughs> Age. Okay? <laughs> okay. So got, Captain yeah. America means something. If you grew up reading comic books and you are 65 years old, Captain America means something different to you before these films came out Mm -hmm. than it meant to me. Sure. Captain America grew stale. Captain America kind of grew stiff. That's, you would agree with that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just wasn't very, wasn't a very exciting character. There are no Nazis to fight. So what they could do in the comic books, well, well, it goes Cold War and then there's Russians and then we're not saying then you got Hydra right and then you've got Hydra so I'd always said that it's Iron Man Mm -hmm. it's Tony Stark Stark Industries he's the money he's the brains even in this movie Bruce Banner couldn't figure it out yep they had to have they had to have Tony Mm -hmm. Bruce couldn't do it but I have to yield the theory of Iron Man being the face of the Avengers because Steve with a hammer oh my goodness. is so rad. Oh my goodness. And when and the fact that he the lightning was coming and he was beating the stew out of Thanos and then Thanos still got the better of him and he got back up and it's just Steve standing there 
facing that army and it's only Steve. And I'm I was getting chill bumps with them. I'm like, oh, I was like, some S is about to go down though. Right. And all the su- all of a sudden, hey Cap, you got me <laughs> on your left. Yeah. And I was like harkening back to civil uh, to uh, uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, yeah. And I'm like, here it comes. And they're like, and it's everybody. Oh, side note, I feel bad for Wakanda. There are other nations around this great world of ours. Not one of them comes to these battles. Like, these portals are opening up. Are there any F-16 fighter jets flying no. through here or some tanks rolling through? You no. You the Royal Air Force. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where, where, Where is anybody else rolling in with some tanks and, and, and some gunships? Wakanda brings everybody they got. They do. They're Israel. And they throw true. <laughs> and so they throw down. I did have a little bit of an issue. Hmm. The portal opens up. That's great. There are a couple of ships that come in that look like Asgardian ships. Where did they come from? Uh, Considering the Asgardian ship was blown blown to smithereens. um, Because Thanos, when he wiped out everybody on that ship, that's pretty real. So where is that stuff? Because it's not like they brought that to Earth when they've got new Asgard. They've got uh, log cabins and junk that they're building on the coast. So that was one. Two, I thought the Valkyries were dead. I thought all of them were gone. I thought Hela wiped them all out, and that's why Valkyrie that we know from Ragnarok in this movie was just on her own. But here came, am I wrong? Were there more horses, or was it was it just her, or were there a myriad? No, of I think there was several. I, right? No, I thought was it just her? I think so. Okay, I'm seeing it again tomorrow night. I'll be able to clarify that. I should mention too that we are going to have to watch whatever's on Disney Plus, all this standalone stuff. Yeah. Because there's some continuity that wasn't explained in the movie. Thor's interaction with his mother. Mm-hmm. I know that they're all alternate timelines, but they are changing things that happened in the past, which may explain a lot that happened at that battle. Loki saw Loki saw some stuff that was just bizarre. Mm-hmm. Also, yep. when Hulk comes out and hits Tony who Well so the Hulk coming out was normal. The Tesseract being exposed is not. So I wouldn't doubt that you're 100% right that Loki's standalone TV show might start with him getting the Tesseract in that building. Right. So maybe he really did sacrifice himself on that ship and might truly be dead, but they're able to bring him back this way and, and see because he took the Tesseract and he was like, I'm out E5000. And then he just ghosted. Well, it's what... You just have to think about this movie differently. After you see it, I had to limit myself from asking questions. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want to question the story. I think Ant-Man summarized it best. So, Back to the Future is bullshit. Yes. Yeah, because it, this is, uh, what do they call this? The the grandfather? There's a, there's a term for this type of time travel. Where oh, okay. there are alternate timelines yeah. as opposed to one timeline that is continuously altered. Yes. And so... I don't want to delve into the science and, mm-hmm. and all the timeline stuff. You have to just sort of take it for what it is. I did make a mental list of film highlights. Okay. Here's what I got. Nothing trumps... Iron Man, the, the, the hammer and Captain America? Nothing trumps that. No. Nothing will trump that. Amazing. Um, Ama- like the, I still think I cannot wait to see it again. And then, well, we're both seeing it together right. tomorrow night. Uh, and look around the theater... And get the reaction, because now I don't have to see that. I get to go look the left. I won't look right, because that's where you'll be. But I can see what my wife thinks. Right. Look down the line. And also, um, 
spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. when he does uh, initiate death, whatever, yes, or instant death, or whatever it's called. And that he's, was awesome. And he's holding the gauntlet. Yep. Like and, I loved that scene as well. And the cool, th- and, and I'll let you continue with yours in a second. But I love the fact that the writers of this movie did such an amazing job to hearken back to literally almost every movie. 20, really 20 movies. We won't say the last movie uh, to, to get us this point. I, I mean, Infinity War, you can't really ref- I mean, the whole movie's a reference to Infinity War. But all of them had a little something. And when Spider-Man had that suit, when he didn't know how to use it the first time before it was the Iron Spider, that got initiated. He's like, no, 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 no. And he had to stop doing that. Yep. Now he finally got to use it. Fair to call that spectacular Spider-Man from now on with the arms? Uh, well, more so Superior Spider-Man. That's what I mean. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I keep saying because that's the Doc Ock. Doc Ock, yeah. Switch over, but it's also Iron Spider. Like, like that's that was it is first. Iron Spider, you're right. So he had that before uh, Superior Spider-Man. So that uh, that scene, Captain America fighting himself, get out, dude. Yeah. I mean, get out, and then yeah. Bucky's alive. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was sick. And think about what this does too. When uh, I talked to the secretary, he said, "I get to take this." Uh, I don't think that's right. Hey, Andrew. Think about what that does from that moment on. Yep. So as far as they know, Cap is Hydra. Real Cap, in that timeline, doesn't even think any of that stuff's up, which means they could expose themselves early by going, hey, Cap, and then talk some Hydra junk, and he wouldn't have any idea. Once you see the movie, if you have questions about what actually happens in the past with all the movies that you've already seen, the, the, to me, the coolest part of the movie is the part that explains the time travel, and that's the part where Steve has to go back and place everything exactly where he got it from, mm-hmm. including his new weapon. Yep, because when he it had it at first, I was like, why is he taking Mjolnir? Is that going to be his new thing? Oh, that's right. If he keeps it, Thor never has it from that moment forward. Well, Thor goes into some kind of weird alternate timeline if he doesn't get the thing back. Yeah, so so definitely he gets it back. Here's an issue that I had that could have been so easily fixed, and they didn't do it. It's that moment. Dr. Banner, Bruce Hulk, has the case open. You see the six Infinity Stones laid out in front of you. Six, five, whatever six, it is. Yeah. Yeah. They're laid out in the case, right? Steve closes the case. They're about, he's got to go put them back in the past, right? Well, in the past, the Soul Stone is the Soul Stone. Mm-hmm. Okay? He, when he takes it back, who does he have to give it to? The Red Skull. Mm-hmm. How awesome would that be? But I feel like from the last movie... That the Russo said, once that Soul Stone was taken, that Red Skull is now relieved of duty, and we might see him pop up somewhere else. If I'm not mistaken, I read that somewhere. Here's an issue I have with the Soul Stone, now that you've mentioned it. Mm-hmm. How is Hawkeye able to hold it in his hand? Because it's not a Power Stone. It doesn't hold any genuine power. It's not the... Uh, well, really, it's the purple one that does all the damage. So the Soul Stone is representative of the power that it holds without actually holding it. From the, the way I understand it, yes. Okay. And so if you were, like, if, if Thanos put the Soul Stone on, I don't think he's going to power up so much. It might, you know, go into the whatever. I would have to go back to Infinity War and see what happened when he attaches it. But as far as I know, you can hold it because it's it's not like it's an all-powerful, wielding like you're a world destroyer okay because it was sort of obvious uh when jeremy renner his hand is is in the water Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's pretty obvious that that he's going to pull it out of the water and the soul stone yeah. is there. Soul stone is there, and that's exactly what happens. But I did question that part too. There's another part that I question, and it's so half of Peter's high school is now back, or some people not five years older. That's weird to me. I think that we're going to get some of that explained in uh, yeah, so Away from Home. I'm sure a whole or class. Long, what is the movie? Long, Far from home. Far from home, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure those kids graduated. And uh, potentially everybody we just saw are current high school members and kids that were five minutes ago in dead, and then now they're back. So, Soul Stone, going back there, just kind of cool. But it's a regular stone. That's okay from this briefcase. Right. The Time Stone goes back to the Sorcerer Supreme, or the Ancient One. It's a regular stone. Ancient One, by the way, sorry to interrupt, great yeah. Fantastic interaction mm-hmm. with Bruce in yep. the movie. Enjoyed that as much. Yeah. So those two parts are perfectly fine. The blue stone, typically the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. It was the Tesseract when they took it in its blue cube case. Mm-hmm. He's taking it back not in the blue cubed case. It's encased. It's, there it is. So he's going to put it back not as the Tesseract, which should be a no-no. So why, when that case was open, why wasn't that stone already looking like the Tesseract? And then we would just assume that they made a vessel to hold it to look and be the size of the Tesseract. The Power Stone, the purple one, when they got it, was in that purple sphere that holds it. Not in that case. It's just the stone. So, and also, Cap can't hold that thing. I mean, is it, are we just to assume that it's in one of his utility belt pouches? Maybe so. Or... Cap can hold it because he's worthy, man. He has legit superpowers now. Think about that for a well, minute. Well, he, ha- he, he, he didn't have any more power than he had before that. Mjolnir is the power. That's, what, that's what's going to harness that. Yeah, he M- just happened to be worthy to hold it. I could hold Mjolnir. I could not. I'm not worthy. That's all. He's just worthy to hold it. I hate to come back to that again, but there's this really cool thing that he does where he tosses his shield up in the air and hits it yes wow yeah and then also he was able to hold stormbreaker that's a king axe also too i feel like this week not on the podcast or anything and you you probably won't hear this anywhere but this week just talking to you Mm -hmm. i downplayed captain marvel's her whole purpose yeah that scene where she's staring Thanos in his eyes and just has him in a gridlock, and it's just, and she's looking at him like, and he got nothing. He headbutts her. She doesn't move an iota. Nothing. She just look. She kind of grins at him. Yeah, and then he had fear. So then, and then let me just sidetrack one second I'm again. Sorry. In the case, the red stone uh, was there where it should have been ether in a tube, so it could go back into Jane Foster. Because if you need to put that stone into Jane Foster, there's only two ways that's really going to happen, and that's not part of the film. So they should have just they should have just put that stuff in the case the way we saw it originally, and then we wouldn't even doubt it. That being said, they'll they'll figure that out when they want to explain that. Um, Captain Marvel, when she got you know when she got whacked in the face and nothing happened, and she's got that death grip when Thanos took this power stone, the purple one, and then smacked her with it real hard, my first thought was, well, why is he able to do that now 
when before he's got the gauntlet on. He should just be able to just take that left hand of his and just whack her in the face right I now. I the same thing. And then it took, you know, then you have the two seconds of thought where you go, oh, because the gauntlet only works when you close it. She's got that thing wide open and she's bending his fingers back. He cannot use any of those stones because he can't use the gauntlet. So he removes one of the stones, closes his fist to activate the stone, whack, and is able to send her across, you know, the, the, the little landscape. That there. was the poor CGI. So yes, where she where she ragdolls. I wanted to ask you too, did did you leave the movie with any sort of weird philosophical thought where you know, Thanos disappears and he's nothing. Mm-hmm. And so Thanos is going to worry about Thanos anymore. But was he right? Because uh, he did ask some questions that were pretty interesting at the end of the movie. I mean, technically, yes, he is. You know, every one of these places, well, maybe not totally correct. but I mean, in, he's insane. In most places, yeah, sure. Uh He's probably 100% correct that we've overused the resources, and if we cut the population down in half, guess what? This whole civilization, if all of it's at left, gets to live uh, really as long as you've lived to and, this point. And as prosperous as you could possibly be. Yeah. However, Thanos posed the question, and the one that I'm asking you, or it wasn't even really a question, more of a statement. I will destroy this universe or something, and I will have to create a brand new one mm-hmm. where people will thrive. And be Instead thankful. of sulking about the things that they've lost, they'll be grateful for the things that they've been given. And I was like, "Wow, that's some pretty heavy stuff." It is, and it's wise. But the the if it can, if you switch that up to like, let's say Mahatma Gandhi was there and not Thanos, and he's got the gauntlet in his hand and he said those words, you'd go, "You know what? We should probably listen to this guy. He should make that happen." But Namely, it, because it was Ben Kingsley. Yeah, because it was Ben Kingsley. <laughs> Uh, but uh, who is the Mandarin? Uh, but since it's the Man Titan, it all seems crazy. But is it really? If you could erase everything that's happened, bring it right back. Let's say you know you and I click, we're gone, and then click, we're back. But now we're in a world that is amazing and beautiful and prosperous, and we don't know the difference. Why would that be bad? It wouldn't be. That's a great question. Here's another. It'd be utopia. Here's a question completely off that topic and right onto another one. Beauty of a podcast. Is Thor the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, I think, well, will he be in Guardians 3 then? Is is that essentially the next Thor movie too? They have created a brand new Thor Mm -hmm. that I think is, it is solely my favorite character in, in movies now. And I did think it was funny because we do have this new Thor that he's funny and I like his delivery of things, that old Thor is in this movie when he shocks Tony back to life because, oh, I didn't think that was going to work. Right. That's new Thor saying that. Old Thor never would have said that. Mm-hmm. It would have been, oh, I did not think that was going to work. But I will tell you the, the new Thor, another scene. Dad Bond Thor? Dad Bond Thor. Lebowski Thor. Yes. A great drop in the hey, movie. And thanks to Chris Hemsworth for making the rest of us feel good because now we've got a shirtless Chris Hemsworth scene doesn't have a shirt on for the whole scene that we can go thank you very much our wives are no longer going to why can't you look like that it's one of the worst prosthetic jobs I've ever seen though Uh, (laughs) but at one point it looks good when he sits down and another part I'm like "Eh, it's like a fat suit yeah it could have been better I know exactly what you're saying but he does 
he steals the scene again when he's standing on that platform and they're getting ready to fight and his eyes go over and the storm comes rolling mm-hmm. in and he holds them both up in the air and yeah. it's like yeah. and then his hair looks better and he's got a, be- a braided beard I'm like who knew magic could braid your beard for battle Thor's my guy well Iron Man's my guy but Thor's always been uh, I, you know I like Ragnarok yeah. a, a lot I like uh, you know, any of that Norse stuff, I've always just found really fascinating. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Iron Man now. The, there's the weird thing at the end with that suit, I guess, being hammered out. Something's happening at the end of the movie. I just think it's an because it's not like Tony's using a hammer anymore. He only used the hammer in the cave. So I think it was one last way to pay tribute to how it started. It started with the hammer strokes in the cave. You know, beating the, the 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 steel or iron out to form the suit. He's not doing that junk anymore. A, a gosh darn robot makes the 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 suits these days. Uh, stamps them out at a pretty good clip, apparently. Apparently so. Uh, side note with him, when you saw the funeral scene, mm-hmm. and you see, all, and they did a great job of you know showing this group together, this group together, this group together, some space random boy kid from the third movie and yes and then space and it's colby smolders and and then um uh general ross Mm -hmm. and then over onto the porch i'm like who is that kid he's got to be somebody or something and then just through talking after the movie we're like you think it's a kid from the third movie and sure enough it is the kid from the third movie coincidentally was in jurassic world with star lord Oh, yeah. He's the autistic kid. I didn't think it was about it being that kid. Uh, if you don't remember Iron Man 3, I believe Tony tears up his little shed, and then Tony has to use his shed to put his stuff back together right before the big battle. Yes, he's, he's kind of trapped, and, and that kid helps him, and he's smart. And at the very end of the movie, Tony sends him yeah. everything. So clearly they've had a relationship over the years. That sounded awkward. I meant like, you know, mentorish probably, and uh, for enough for that kid to be there for the funeral. But I'm like, who is that kid? But it, like I mentioned before, the writers did a great attention to detail to hearken back to the various stories in various places. One cheesy moment, and I don't want to get slammed for this. I talked to other people about this moment too. It could have been done a little bit different. They hand the Infinity Gauntlet to Carol Danvers, and they say, how are you going to get through that? She's got help. And then they show all the women of the Marvel Cinematic Universe standing there behind them with the light shining behind and I'm like I'm it's fine for the women empowerment I think that's great that was corny af when <laughs> when they did that it was so corny and you don't really need the women empowerment thing because the most powerful person there yeah and also asking the dumbest question how are you going to get through that uh, dude did you see her come in here from outer space where they shot all kinds of missiles at her and it did nothing and then she went through your ship like it was made of jello and brought that thing down and, and surprised the stew out of Thanos and you're asking how is she gonna make it through like Walter Payton there's some people on the field there she's just gonna go do it but I get the moment it probably could have been done a little bit better but it was a whole lot of Velveeta Disney's gonna well, that's one thing Disney does they're gonna force some stuff on you and it's yeah. gonna be corny I should mention too uh like at no point in the movie did I find anything like emotionally, like riveting, like Iron Man. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry either. I would tell you if I did though. The Scarlett Johansson thing didn't bother me at all. I know that sounds awful, but I feel like as a character you're gonna kill off, she made a lot of sense. 
Yeah, I did like how it went back and forth a little bit. I like how it was, you thought it was one, then you thought it was the other, and then you really think, all right, Jeremy Renner's finally going to do it, and then she jumps off too. And does the grappling deal too. Cool, I thought a cool, uh, you know, kind of um, different version of that would be they both fall, they've both sacrificed themselves, whichever one hits the ground first dies, the other one doesn't die, they wake up in the water. And they've got the stone. Yeah. So, so then it just comes into who hit the ground first. They both made the sacrifice. The most, um, the most emotionally riveting part of the entire film, and this is going to be personal to me. I have a little girl. Is it the cheeseburger scene? No, it's the very first one when Steve and Bruce they figure out it's after Ant Man shows up and they Mm -hmm. drive to Tony's house. He's got that cabin and he walks out there. And he sees his little girl, and she's playing in a tent. And he's making mm-hmm. They're making sandwiches for lunch. Yeah. And they ask him about time travel. And the first thing I think is, there's no way Tony's going to do this because he's got something he's never had before. Yep. And it's something that makes his life complete. Mm-hmm. And then he... Robert Downey Jr. is incredible. He is. He can sell everything. He is Iron Man. Yep. He is Tony Stark. Then he's a dad. And he's yeah. like the... He seems like the most loving dad of all time. Yeah, unbelievable. Right? Imbeli- and he's 100% believable. And then he also has another scene. And I'll, I should mention, I have a little girl. Yep. So it was just one of those weird, you know, like about the same age type mm-hmm. deals. When he interacts with his father. Yeah, great scene. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That scene was incredible. Yeah, solid. And that's why I feel like this, someone asked me after I saw it, how it compared to Infinity War. And I said, I liked this movie more than Infinity War for different reasons. Infinity War, you don't have to know a whole lot. It's action-packed from the moment it starts Mm -hmm. and just doesn't ever stop. This one starts with a lull with Hawkeye, you know, teaching the thing, which which is perfectly fine. And, you know, does some crazy action. And then there's, you actually, it's such a movie or film that there's plot development that has to happen more so than most of these things. And you got three hours to fill too, but those moments made it more of a film instead of just some action flick. Well, they spend probably, I'd say it's over an hour, BJ. They spend over an hour having to make sure that they tie up these loose ends because they're gonna have a lot of plot holes if they don't. Mm -hmm. So the first hour, maybe hour and a half of the movie there's relatively no action that, you know, I, I use that word loosely, but what we've come to expect. Yeah, and the the thing that threw me off, I knew this was going to be a, a game changer mentally for me when they found Thanos. And one, just another side note as to not a plot hole, we can't find Thanos. We can't find him. Nebula's like, I know where he is. He's in the garden. She's known the whole time. Right, but we I don't know if she knows where the garden is, okay? Because if I'm not mistaken, Rocket's been on this planet the whole time, right? Our planet mm-hmm. throughout the whole five years? Yep. So then he's at the garden. They talk about that for a second, and then Rocket goes, two days ago, uh, the same energy signature was found on this planet. So didn't even need Nebula if you didn't. Who cares about the garden? Because apparently it, it's right here on this planet. So you've been searching for Thanos for five years, and then coincidentally, two days ago, the same energy signature happened. 
And so, like, that wouldn't be a red flag as to, like, oh, that, but that's where he is right there. I also find it interesting that Rocket waited two days for somebody else to bring it up to be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, did not think about that. Yeah. By the way, guys, five years ago, saw the same thing. Uh, so then when they go to the planet and confront Thanos and subsequently just kill him and no real battle at all, when the arm got chopped off, I was like, oh, it's business time. And then Thor just takes the head and the little splat of uh, blood on Nebula happens. I'm like, game changer for me because as far as I knew walking into this film, they weren't going to find him until later. And he's going to find them because the stones told him they're finding other stones or something like that. Like he's realizing what's going on and it's time to battle. They're going to have a gauntlet. He's going to have a gauntlet something. But you killed my man out of the gate so now you don't even know what to think like what happens now and the way they were able to present Thanos understanding what's happening by having Nebula and Nebula be on the same network and all that stuff I'm like these writers are geniuses well it's an army of people I know but still like that they did some stuff that's really smart let me ask you a question that's incredibly specific to just one part of the film do you remember when Iron Man asked Doctor Strange, is this... Mm-hmm. Is the, this the one? Is this the one instance that I, you saw? I can't tell you, otherwise it won't happen. Did Doctor Strange say that because that is a rule of how quantum reality or whatever works? Or did he say that because he knew that Tony wouldn't be able to make the sacrifice if he knew that he had to do it? I think by him saying that, he's telling Tony, you are the sacrifice. So, I, do you think that Tony knew? At that moment, he did. And then, when Doctor Strange has got his hands up, you know, stopping the water from, you know, killing everybody, and then his hands move from the little mystic symbol to just the one. Yeah. I was, And then the thing is... Benedict Cumberbatch's face as well doesn't say a word, but he acted like award-winning in the finger and the look. Also, same scene, giant Ant-Man in battle is another, I mean, that's a whole nother thing. When he punched that flying thing, I was like, I was like, heck yeah, though... I think Giant Man should still move like a regular man. Did you notice it was slow motion the entire time? Well, that's because they explain that in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. Because of the, the, the way the muscles and the things, you're not accustomed to it. I say you are. You're just a bigger version of I yourself. About that. And so I get it. I'd like to see him move faster. But when he crushed uh, Black Dwarf, who is, I think, in this called Cole Obsidian, when he just stepped on him and then kind of rubbed him in the dirt for a second to kill him, I was like, oh, snap. How did Wasp show up? How did she know what was happening? Uh, she came with everybody else. So I have a theory about about that, all of that. Is that Doctor Strange? It's do- I think it's Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange has already seen all of this. Uh-huh. And, and the reason why I feel like he did it all is because a conversation he has with Wong and not even much of a conversation. He just like talking about the people he brought. He's, he goes, is this not enough? Or you said, you know, bring them all or, or, or something about you told me to bring everyone. So clearly Dr. Strange, Sonata communication is because the, the, the Hulk snap happens and a good 10 or 15 minutes go by without any of the heroes showing up. 
maybe even longer. Maybe we'll clock it tomorrow and find out. And in that time, I think Tony, or I think Dr. Strange figured out, here's how we're going to get everybody together. This is how we're going to get the people in Asgard together. Here's how we're going to get Wakanda involved. Here's how we're going to do this. And then when I give the signal, everyone's ready. We're opening up all the portals and we're coming on through and we're going to rock this world. And I think Dr. Strange orchestrated all of that stuff. So with that, it's uh, uh, hope. And it's also uh, Dr. Pym and Michelle Pfeiffer. Not that they're in that battle. Wanda. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Wanda shows up. I had totally forgotten about her. Me too. Cool. And then well, here when she came. Well, after Vision, they did sort of write her off in the last movie. I felt like. Uh, no, she was still powerful through that. I mean, no, like, no, she was powerful. Yeah. but they just never really went back and addressed. She didn't really get a, a scene or anything. Didn't have time because uh, the here you know she she uh, blew up the stone. Thanos brought it back. And then uh, just after that, Thor did his thing. Uh, he does the snap, and she's dead with everyone else. What's the weird cryptic scene with her at the end? Uh, she's with Hawkeye. Because isn't there a Vision Wanda show? Or are we getting something? A standalone something? Vision and Wanda? I don't, I don't, offhand, I don't know. Uh, but I was surprised that we didn't get a Vision, even like White Vision. Because they, they alluded to it in the last movie, even without the stone, maybe the best of him is still in there. So you're like, oh, that means you're going to make him again. And I figured out maybe why, because Shuri wasn't there. And she was the one that could mm-hmm. have really put him back together well if Tony wasn't going to do that. I'm not a Marvel guy. I mean, I'm more than casual, mm-hmm. uh, but not, you know, fanatical. That's your thing. I tend to have, I grew up DC. Yeah. But it is my understanding, and I do remember this some as a kid, Vision has been destroyed and brought back a lot of times, right? Like, can't Vision be... Yeah, because he's just circuitry right, and, and programming. Yeah. And then along the way, he has learned the emotional part and all that stuff. And they even, even, even up to now, made a family for himself. And his daughter, Viv is a member of, like, the Champions, and, and, and kind of goes to the same thing. But they, they have learned how to have emotion. Uh, no, while I'm asking questions, does S.H.I.E.L.D. exist? No. In no form whatsoever? I don't think so anymore. So what's Sam Jackson doing? Uh, well, he, now that he got back, I, who knows? Because he was just going to go be, you know, Sam, but he was with Colby Smulders yep. uh, when the snap happened. So they would only be together if they were doing some stuff. Maybe they're working on putting something back together. Here's I don't know. A, now I have a question about Captain America in the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed with that. Were you? I know that we're going to have two Captain Americas. I know that's going to be a thing. The little kid in me wanted Bucky to get the shield. Oh, yes. I did too. And Nothing against Sam. I'm just saying I wanted Bucky to get the shield. I wanted Bucky to get it and then later pass it on to Sam. Me too. Because in the comics, Bucky is the one who becomes Captain America. There has been another one besides him, and that was before Sam did. But Bucky has the strength of Captain America, has gone toe-to-toe with Captain America, and has the, you know, kind of the background and everything to where he really should be it. Sam has no powers. He's got the wingsuit. Now, props to them for when Sam comes in 
and there's that big giant creature they introduced they didn't show in the last one that looked awesome like that big giant yeah, ape looking yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and he goes in with his wings first and just impales that thing and takes it to the ground I went oh snap Sam is showing he's got some other skills besides guns and the ability to fly uh, but they gave it to him in the comics and maybe they're trying to this will be a nice little passing of the torch but I would have preferred Bucky but Bucky is the white wolf in Wakanda so they can still you know do stuff with that and Falcon and Bucky are doing a TV show together here's a question about Captain America's timeline yep when did he get to that bench I think he got there whenever he felt like it so was he in this timeline living his life the entire time yes because I had to think about this too he goes back in time he can't stop himself from di- or, not, or from falling into that ocean. That has to happen. Because if he doesn't do that, then the Red Skull bombs New York and bombs all these places and the, and the Red Skull wins. Captain has to go into the water and be frozen. They have to find the Tesseract in the bottom of the ocean. If they don't, it can't be at that facility in 1970 to be stolen. You're right. Then they have to go try to go find it or do whatever. So that's why it, it has to be there. He gets to go back in time, hang out with with Peggy Carter. I think he makes a family. At he, I think, I think he does as well. Uh, side note: When Sam goes, "You want to tell me about her?" Terrible line. Tell you about her? You already know who she is, my man. It's Peggy Carter. Right. It's Agent Carter. You want to tell me about it? Not right now, Sam. Perfect. That would have been so much better. You want to tell me about her? It's not some like random strange that he that found, so stupid. right? So, Bucky would have never dropped that line. No, and the thing is, Bucky knew Captain America so well. He goes, "I'm going to miss you, buddy." He knew Cap was leaving. He knew Cap wasn't coming back. Sure did. Sam didn't have any idea at all. He's like, "I'll see you in a minute." But Bucky was all like, "Man, I, I love you, man. Whatever." And then let him go do his thing, live his life. So he goes back in time. I wouldn't be surprised if Captain America is the one like our captain america who steve Steve, when steve goes back in time i wouldn't be surprised if he has a date set in the future where he goes uh yep it's uh april 19th uh let me go ahead and call shield and tell them to go search this spot in the arctic because what's in there steve rogers frozen in an iceberg i wouldn't be surprised if he makes the call to get himself saved and reawoken then that Captain America does everything, the Captain America that, that's him, that, that did while Steve lives in Brooklyn with Carter. As, an, as no universal soldier dude, he's just a regular cat. And I'm sure he does some stuff around the neighborhood and I'm sure he protects the neighborhood or whatever. But he's he, Night Owl. But yeah, he is. <laughs> and he gets to do his thing, but I wouldn't be surprised. What if he's the one that makes the call to save himself to get unfrozen and then he gets to go do it and then that same one that got unfrozen that goes through all these battles goes back in time again to become old Steve Rogers and it's this whole circular timeline just thing. a giant cyclical story because he went into ours the difference with some of these other ones are like take uh, guardians of the galaxy for instance their timeline is screwed always oh, jacked up because gamora is no longer a member of guardians of the galaxy from galaxy uh, guardians of the galaxy one and two because gamora never had to go down to where Star-Lord was, to when he's, you know, the dude with the funky eyebrows, yep. uh, to, to sell it, to be there to steal it. 
because that never happened. That's their first meeting, and then they go to jail together. They get broken out of jail together. If that's the case, Drax never gets to be a part of Guardians of the Galaxy because uh, he was at that jail with them. But he is. But he's not. Hang on a second. uh, Groot and uh, Rocket never become members of the Guardians of the Galaxy because the only reason they spot Peter Quill is because he's chasing Gamora through that area and everything's all good. If, if Quill never even says Ronan in that, in, in that conversation, he might be walking out of there with a whole bunch of money, taking a left turn instead of a right, and then Guardians of, Galaxies, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy never happens. That's in that timeline. That would continue. So we have a new Guardians timeline now. Well, that's one we'll never see again. So we get, so Thor, that may be a thing. Well, we still have our new, like, so now the Guardians are still a part of our timeline. So it's all the same, except Gamora died. We have back in time Gamora, who never joined the Guardians of the Galaxy. Who hates Star-Lord. Who hates Star-Lord. I don't even remember if she was on that ship or not, to be honest with she you. She wasn't. I paid very close attention. Okay. She's not. It's Groot, Rocket, Thor, Drax, Star-Lord. Yeah, and, and uh, Palm, oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Mantis. Yep. Uh, so now she's not even a part of that. And if she does, she is the one that has no memory of any of that because none of that stuff ever happened. So then Guardians does not exist in that timeline anymore. Nope. And that's the that's why I love these kind of stories because if you really get down and dissect the the different offshoots and timelines, and they did kind of a cool you know with the ancient one, showing the little line how it branched off. Yeah, and so now that branches over here. We get our guardians here. Now that one in the past never happened. So Guardians of the Galaxy number one never happened. That means in that timeline, Kurt Russell's still alive because ego still exists. Man, it would be ultra cool if we got a movie now. The next Guardians movie, Star-Lord is all about going out there and getting Gamora back. I think that'll play a big role in it. And I hope Thor is a big part of it, too. And Quill. Quill? Yeah. Because that's Peter. He would be going to get Gamora. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that would be a part of it, trying to get Gamora back. Because, well, in our timeline, yeah, so still in this timeline, Adam Warlock will still exist. I didn't think about that either. Because that'll still happen. In the old timeline, it won't. Because Guardians 2 never happened. Guardians 1 never would have happened. Well, we can't say they never happened. They're standalone timelines. Well, that's, but it's part of one continuing timeline. If you change the first part of it, all of it gets changed. So there is Back to the Future stuff. In that one, there is. But if so, this movie was smart in taking a singular focus and say, we're going to focus on this timeline. And if we don't put these stones back, we're going to change other parts of the timeline. So the Avengers were ridiculously uh, cautious and paid attention to not disturbing the timeline. And they did not. Who did that? Well, no, I take that back. They did because Loki. That's where they messed up. Loki got the Tesseract. But who didn't care about the timeline was Thanos. And that changed everything. So in that same timeline, the snap never happened. So they actually saved everybody twice. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because it's Thanos from the past. He doesn't get all the stones. He never can make the snap. The worlds go on like the, the world just keeps on turning. But because Thanos from the past came to the future and they snapped him, anything that he did after that never happens 
Boom. Two, two times. They saved the entire population of the galaxy twice. That's a lot of thinking that they had to do when they had to write. That's why timeline stuff gives people headaches. So, who are the new Avengers? Uh, new Avengers would be... I, uh, Hawkeye's done. No way. He's training a new Hawkeye. He is. His daughter in the comics is is the new Hawkeye as well. And this a television show. Are they getting that too? Yeah, there okay. is. Hawkeye's doing a television show, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to say Scarlet Witch. Wouldn't be surprised if they bring Vision back into it. Okay. And they Because you've got Shuri now, and you've got um, Bruce Banner. So, you still got Hulk. But does the Hulk have what it takes to be a true Avenger anymore? The answer is no. If it wasn't for Ant-Man, they would have drowned. That is true. Uh, that was Rocket. Yeah, but Hulk was injured, only had one arm. It was Hulk, Rocket, and who else was down there? Uh, 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 Iron, um, it was the formerly the dude from Empire, Don Cheadle. Um, why am I? A uh, roadie. What's he go by? They, were they the only people down oh, there? Oh, that was the two down there. Yeah, they were, Rocket and him, and then Hulk was holding it up, telling him to get out, and they didn't. And then here came Ant-Man, and then he lifted it all up. Did take him a while to do that, by the way. He should have been able, They one, they should have drowned. And he should have made himself bigger a lot sooner. They didn't show it. They didn't show that part. Well, they just showed him busting out. Like, you knew what was happening, right? Yeah, but but he busted out of it. They built this up to be a very dramatic thing, though. And then that part of him busting out and the rocks exploding was just it was kind of like that. And then that was the whole deal. Yeah. But there's so much going on. You know, how, how, do, you, how do you give everybody their moment? Another awesome moment. Robert Downey Jr. had the best performance in the whole movie. Yeah. I think. Well... Hemsworth was good, too. Hemsworth was really solid. But when Spider-Man shows up and Tony sees him mm -hmm. on the battlefield and he just hugs him, mm -hmm. he cared about Spider-Man. Oh, absolutely. I have subscribed to some version of Iron Man, the, the comic, almost my entire life. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just... I love Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, but the relationship that Iron Man and Spider-Man have has always existed in the comics. Like, that's been a constant for, you know, at least since I've been around, and I'm sure uh, it predates that, too. So I thought that was cool that they worked that in, too. Yeah, and their relationship has been cantankerous at times or rivalry-ish at times, though Tony is older than Peter. Uh, when Peter got all of his, his Peter Parker Industries, like, a couple years ago, and now became, like, a multimillionaire, there was a little bit of thing. Mary Jane Watson ended up working for Tony Stark, so there's all kinds of stuff there, uh, which was nice. Uh, speaking of just Iron Man and some cool moments, when Pepper Potts uh, got to uh, wear the suit and yep. got to go out there and battle. She was great. Yeah, really good, and she's worn it before, so it's not like she hasn't yep. worn the, uh, the iron before. Uh, so that was solid. There's honestly too many moments to remember how cool the movie was. And I will tell you just, and I mentioned at the beginning of the, the podcast, I was just surprised from the the onset of them killing him at the very beginning of the movie. And I knew time travel was going to happen, didn't realize they were going to break him up into different teams and, and do that sort of thing, the little hiccups along the way, and then the battle at the end, cap with the hammer, it's just never going to get better than that. I was I was so pleasantly surprised with it. I like this movie for different reasons than Infinity War, and I cannot wait, and we're probably six months away from being able to hop on to Disney+, Plus, watch Infinity War, followed immediately by this one, and have the best five hours and change worth of cinema. 
they for should us. Put, they should put the movies together. They they own all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. They should make before the credits even roll. Just, in, Infinity War, open the scene with Hawkeye at the cookout. That'd be pretty awesome. They just do it just like that. Just roll them uh, back to back. I want to ask you another question though about the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. So they so they make the gauntlet and it's in the Iron Man colors, mm-hmm. which I thought was very telling after the movie had ended. Yeah. Well, I took it as that's the technology they have. And that's the technology they need because it can conform to whoever is going to wear it. Sure. That was my take on it. Didn't have to be red and gold, but it was. Well, that's, that's Tony's color. <laughs> yeah, so who did you think would put that gauntlet on? Like, that scene plays out relatively quickly. Yeah. But- I really did think it was going to be Thor. Me too. And I thought even the way he was trying to convince them, I'm like, okay, because he really was like, let me do something. I got to make it right. Like his, his Chris Hemsworth acted the heck out of that role this go round. It's easy to be funny sometimes with that, with that character. You can be kind of cheesy. Like when Thor tells the kid playing the video game, get, that was get off of here or whatever. Like it's, it's, it's. Well, they're making jokes about Asgardian Wi-Fi. It's like, yeah. Ugh. Oh, uh, so like that's easy to do, but to act that scene where you can see the pain that he's got and he feels that he needs that redemption. I'm, I thought they were going to go like, okay, you know what? Go ahead. But then when Banner was like, look, I'm the only one that can do it. Most of the signature from this is Gamma anyway. I got this. And, you know, did it. It's pretty amazing. Tony, on the other hand, I'm su- hindsight was I was surprised that he died from it. And here's why. They made a good example of showing his suit absorbing that energy as he put the, put the glove on. Mm-hmm. We know some backlash is going to happen. Thanos wiped out half of the known existing beings in all the universe, and it took its toll on him. Half the known people in the universe. Living creatures, they even said. So anything. The Hulk, same thing, but brought them back. Same level of power that has to be exuded out of that. Mm -hmm. Scars them, you know, like burns them up, all that stuff. Tony only kills the couple of thousand troops and things right here on a drastically different scale. We're talking probably 0.000001% of the people that Thanos killed and that Hulk brought back. So the amount of energy he has to expel with the Infinity Gauntlet with his snap potentially couldn't have killed him because it really wasn't that much. If he was a human doing it, yes, dies. But he's got the suit on that's absorbing that. So I feel like they didn't have to. I understand why they killed him. I 100% get it. But I'm just saying they didn't have to based upon what he did and the level of power that should have needed. Do you feel like they had to kill an Avenger? And and, and, and I'm not talking about people dying in the movie. When I say Avengers, I'm talking about if you get the first Avengers comic book from... This is the first Avengers. I'm talking about Captain America, Iron Man. Like the Power Five. So that's right. Or six or so. So. Yes. Someone had to die. Why? You've got the last film that's going to be with all these guys. Just inevitable. It's just contracts and all that stuff. It's just not going to happen. This really was a love letter. No, 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 no. I get that. Yeah. And and, and Robert Downey, it's time for him to not be Tony Stark anymore. Yeah. He deserves that. But he can still make cameos. But I feel like for them to make this real for us who, who are watching, 
for us to make it real. And there are real stakes involved, not r literally real stakes, like from they, they really die, like real stakes for the movie. That's fair, and but those you characters. make an investment. Yeah, you know. and so for, for it to be real and to kind of understand that the good guys don't always win, or if they do win, it could be a Pyrrhic victory to where you want it too great of a cost. Luckily for this, you had two costs. You did have some people on the battlefield, whatevs. But you've got Black Widow. Really wasn't sorry to see her go. Sad, sad to say. I know, I hate that. And then Tony Stark. And that was the one that got most people. If, if Cap died, I would have taken that harder than Tony Stark. Because, like, I, I love that character. I thought that... See, I'm the other way around. I didn't like Tony Stark dying, but yeah. I sort of knew it going in. Yeah. Like, Robert Downey has been public about you know, bringing Iron Man to an end. Yeah. He's like five years he's been saying that now. You you hear these snippets and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's fair to him. He's typecast now, you know, unfortunately. I think he's Tony Stark. But the cool yeah. thing about Robert Downey Jr. is, we've talked about this before, I think he might really be Tony Stark. Yeah. And he kind of plays that character lately anyway. Right. When he's done some of his things. Oh, well, you're right. He, yeah, but um, you can't kill Thor. Nope. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't work, man. We're talking God of Thunder. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Thor. We're talking the king of the gods now. That's right. Um, you could have killed Hulk. You could have killed Bruce Banner. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't have had the same effect. Not at all. I don't know why. I, I, I think probably because this new Hulk isn't endeared to the audience. Nope. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. And I think they could have, if, if we could have seen the transition... The Hulk we know and love that's in Ragnarok and has and and even the, from the Battle of New York where you got to smash Loki all around and all Too that many stuff. Stairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we got to see the transition. Maybe we care more, but instead you just gave us Bruce Banner that's green and big, which was fine. It's cool, but the transition would have been nice. My argument about you're taking Captain America's death harder, like if that would have happened, mm -hmm. the reason that's not that big of a deal to me is because of Sam and Bucky. Like, I know in what I call real life, which is in the pages, mm -hmm. that there are other people that wield that shield. Yeah, but there's other people that wear the armor. Riri Williams is Ironheart. So you've got... Not Iron Man. Not Iron Man, but also Bucky's not Captain America. That's and true. Steve, or, or, uh, or Falcon, is not Captain America as well. They want to be, and as they are those characters, they're always comparing themselves to what Steve would have done. Right. And I feel like Steve, with that ultimate sacrifice, would have been amazing. Also, props, huge props to the makeup department for making Steve old. That looked real. It looked awesome, and makeup department too. Michael Douglas looking young. How well, about that? Well, that's that was CGI. How much? A lot, because it was good. It was. Well, uh, I'll say it's it's not as good as one of the trailers that you saw uh, with Will Smith, Gemini Man. Did you get that trailer? You mean one of the Will Smiths is CGI? Well, I'm just saying, one Will Smith is the age of Will Smith now, and one is Will Smith from 20 years ago, and it looks like Will Smith from 20 years ago. And they CGI that, too. They had, I don't know if it was CGI or makeup, just like Sam Jackson in um, Captain Marvel, that's makeup, oh, yeah. and they did a bang-up job. Michael Douglas, though, it looked like a General What's-His-Face from Rogue One. One of the bad guys for Star Wars looked super CGI, and he was a, not a main character, but he had some scenes. I thought Michael looked a little, a little CGI. -y. 
Well, good, good to see him. I know he's like a thousand years old. Dude, I've seen that dude on the cover of the Enquirer looking like death, man. Yeah, and and and, and that is true. But he even looked good at his real age in the final scene of the movie. Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, but uh, so I thought that was you know CGI wise that was one of the one of the rougher moments. But what are you going to do? You got to have that character in there, and 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 you do that. Can we sidetrack and talk about the Phoenix thing? Sure, just for a minute. Yeah. So yeah, if you go see the movie, there's a. You know, pretty much 100% chance you're going to see that Phoenix trailer. That, yeah, and if not, it's, it's on the uh, YouTube as well. Now, I should mention that um, it feels like they've got Phoenix right. Mm-hmm. Some of the other characters seem... Like, that X-Men thing's tough. To me, that seems tough to pull off. Doesn't have to be. Marvel, in a couple of years, are going to crush the X-Men. They're going to nail it. Because it's not hard. It really isn't. They're just, you know, typically they're younger... I would love a 20-something. I don't want to do the, the kid version of, like, the early X-Men and, and when Xavier finds the, the, the original, uh, you know, Marvel Girl and, and Cyclops and Iceman and Beast and Angel, like the original five. I don't need that. I'd rather just have them be established and let's, and let's go make a movie. And they're just trying to save the world. And usually it's mutants versus mutants. And that's something we don't get anywhere else. Keep that thought. I want to come back to, to that uh, with the new Avengers thing and, and wherever the, the Marvel storyline is going now. If you watch, I did notice... And I didn't think about this prior, but I just watched Split. It was on some movie channel mm-hmm. a couple of nights ago. Yeah, HBO. I saw it at theater with my wife, and I hadn't seen it since. You can't watch Split and then watch these X-Men movies. Because that's uh, a weird do- Charles Xavier. It is the strangest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, I feel like now that this movie has happened, we cannot get Avengers versus X-Men. You can't do AVX without... Iron Man. You uh-huh. can't do AVX without Captain See, America. Yeah, you can't. So that, I think that movie is off the table, though that would have been a truly amazing film to watch. Well, you say that now, BJ. They're not going to dump the Avengers franchise. But I'm not saying they will. And we may get that movie 25 years from now. If they just want to do a total reboot. Right. Maybe so. But we won't see that for a long time. Well, you know, we'll get another standalone X-Men movie in a couple of years. Uh, but and I do think they, I think they have this movie pretty awesome because i was such a kind of a negative nelly on this one because we've had dark phoenix a phoenix for a previous film x-men 3 and it's not a good film at all and you're rehashing this story again but they actually do a pretty good job of making it look great and as far as i know from one of the trailers that i saw they kill off um uh, j-law they sure do i should mention the thought i wanted to come back to who's the next marvel villain Uh, well I'm talking uh, about the the focus of the continuity. I don't think they do anything like this again. No? I don't think they, they do another overarching villain that's got his hands through all these different plots. Because I just don't think... I don't know who's out there that could be as awesome as this. That could be so impactful as this. That could have so many stakes involved, involved in it than, than Thanos did with this. But I think, you, I think if they do the Mandarin for real... That'd be great. And you could do that over a course of a movie or two, and that would be fine. But, you know, one movie, I would love the beginning to end stuff. Give me the beginning of the movie. Give me the action in the middle. Give me the end. Cool. Next movie. What does Doctor Strange do next? Uh, well, he will t- have to take on um, um, Mordor. Mor- 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 that's uh, Lord of the Rings. What's his face? Uh, Chiwetel Okafor, whatever his name is. Uh, Baron Mordu. Or just Mordu. Uh, because he went rogue at the end of Doctor Strange 1. He's going around 
killing people who are taking advantage of magic. And so that will be one of his nemesis in it. And there, there will be somebody else involved. We know, let's see, when do we get Spider-Man? July? July. And then we get nothing else for the rest of the year for Marvel. What we do know is there are nine dates over the next three years with zero movies attached to them. Marvel has the dates. None of the names. After seeing this movie, I think I understand why. Because I think we're going to see things and in, in just go in a different direction here. We do know that some things are going to be in there absolutely. They did greenlight a Black Widow movie. They're talking about that might be the very first one for next year. This will be a period piece as well, a la Captain America, a la uh, Captain Marvel. So we don't know where it'll take place. Maybe the 80s this time. And we'll see how she became how she became Black Widow. And then we'll see her maybe transition into becoming a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. What about... We have more Thor movies. Well, this, the uh, Taika is supposed to be on board for another Thor. Chris Hemsworth is on board for another Thor. Just from saying, hey, I, I would do another one. Since we saw him get on the ship, uh, the, the uh, Milano with the Guardians... Maybe that is where Guardians of the Galaxy is going. Maybe Thor will be a part of that, which would be awesome. And they go to other worlds. We know that's happening. We don't get that until 2022. Because later this year, Suicide Squad shoots. And then it comes out in 2021. I'm oh, sorry, in 2020. 2020, they will film Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3. And then it comes out in 2020. Well, no, the film it in 2020 comes out in 2021. We get a Black Panther 2. We do get the Doctor Strange 2. We get Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu or Master of the Martial Arts. That has already been confirmed. They're talking about that potentially could be the end of next year. And I feel like I'm forgetting. Wouldn't you assume we'd get a Hulk piece? They said they wouldn't do it. They, the Hulk was supposed to be a trilogy with Thor Ragnarok being one Infinity War being two, and the third piece of it being the one we just had. Because we got to see the different uh, iterations of the Incredible Hulk. We got to see him start to talk, but be a beast in Ragnarok. We got to see him, the emotional side and the the relationship between him and Banner in Infinity War. And then this one, it's just Smart Hulk. He'll make cameos. Yeah, I don't think he's gone. And maybe they do a, a, a film with him, which would be super cool. Uh, but I don't think we could do that. Hawkeye, we're not going to see again. We do get another Ant-Man movie. That one we do know we're getting. I don't. I guess I don't know if they'll call it Ant-Man or the Wasp or whatever they'll do. We're supposed to get another one of those. I'd be baffled if at some point we didn't get an Avengers film. Eventually we might. Oh, we're getting Eternals. Eternals is happening in 2020 as well, I believe. Like, we'll see it in 2020. Do you think that they won't do... Oh, and by the way, Eternals will be our next Avengers. Okay. Now that makes sense. Do you think that, so you're saying they won't do an overarching story again? I don't think so. Too much work? I don't know if you've got the material for it, unless you just go with something brand new. I don't know who you pick for something like that. You, you do a Galactus movie? I mean, because they're going to do Fantastic Four at some point, but we're a couple of years away from that. They will do the X-Men at some point, but we're a couple of years away from that. Can you do a standalone Silver Surfer film? You absolutely can. That's what they've got to do. I would love to see that. And, and I think maybe they'll just start, now that this movie has happened and they, and they could do it, maybe they'll start popping those in. And maybe we see a Silver Surfer is three years away or we see a Fantastic Four is three years away. Uh, but there's all kinds of you know, things that they can do. It's just a matter of what do they want to do. Do they lose momentum now? 
oh, how do you top this? Well, that's what I'm saying, and I'm think about it long form. Like it, they, 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 this is their trump card here. Yeah, I mean, this is the biggest thing that they, they've, they've been ever working done. for for ten years. At some point, you figure it's got to fall off a little bit. Yeah, you're not going to top this again. If you do, it's it's another ten years from now. I also hate this for Spider-Man because I feel like they're getting Spider-Man right now. Mm-hmm. Like I think Homecoming's a really good movie. I think Far From Home looks like it might be. It also looks like it. it Far From Home could be a bust. It won't be. No, I'm not saying that yeah. it will be. I don't think it will be. Marvel can't do that. It's not what they do. Even Ant-Man did really well. Guardians of the Galaxy did very well. This is Spider-Man, who we know and love, who got some great looks in this movie. Jake Gyllenhaal's in this, and it'll be done right. It'll it'll do the same thing this one did. We think we know what's going to happen, and then they're going to turn it on its ear and go, oh, man, I didn't see that coming. Did you think Venom was a good movie? It's fine. I mean, it's not great. It's I mean, for a comic movie, it's a good movie. We're going to get the Venom-Spider-Man crossover in the movies. I hope so. That'd be awesome. Tom Hardy and him battling Carnage. That's now, what's that gonna would be awesome. That's what's going to happen. We're going to get Carnage. I'm a little disappointed now that we're talking about it at length, and I'm thinking about the whole thing coming to an end. Isn't that a weird... Oh, now you're getting sad? Yeah, it just occurred, though. Like, yeah. it literally just happened. That we will never feel this way again about a movie? Or at least it'll be a very long time before we do? We do have Star Wars. And that's... Which is also coming to a wrap. And that is. But we already know we get at least another four to six films in the future of those because we know that Ryan Johnson's got a trilogy coming we don't know what it's going to involve and we know that the producers of Game of Thrones have at least one to three movies going back to the Old Republic and it'll be Jedi heavy and so if they've got their foot in it I know it's going to be awesome theater etiquette yep just for a moment lady next to me went to sleep twice are you serious yep you couldn't help the environment you were in the first time but I can tomorrow night you sure can (laughs) How much of a Star Wars fan are you? I really enjoy Star Wars, but I'm not, like, a diehard. I was thinking we should buy a theater. I'm down with doing it. I thought about doing it anyway. And I don't know if I want to invite anybody. Like, your family and stuff's cool. Yeah. But, like, there were people... Did you clap or anything like that? Uh, I did not clap. I don't do that. Mm-mm. I'm not really into that. You're no. cheering and stuff. You're ruining my experience. Yeah. Because here's the the crazy thing, and I don't, I don't want this to sound, uh, you know, like... You know, first world problems or whatever. Tomorrow night, we're go or not? No, what to say? Friday. Sorry, sorry. Sunday. Two nights, we're gonna go see this again. And I bought twenty four seats, so I bought the last two rows of the theater. Cost me, and it's three D, and it cost me just under four hundred dollars to do it. And I did it because I want. I'm so excited about this movie, especially after seeing it now. I'm so glad that I already saw it to feel what I'm gonna feel going in because I know that everyone in there hasn't seen it except for me and you. And the reactions that they're going to get and how amazing that's going to be. Now I feel like I'm going to enjoy it so much more. I feel like I'm Santa Claus in this equation, giving the the love here. But where I went last night, the whole theater was bought out and it cost just like 450 bucks. <laughs> so for like 75 bucks more than what I did, maybe a little bit more, even if it was 100 bucks more, you get the whole theater compared to the 24 seats. You get twice as many seats than what I bought. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do that again next time. That's what I was thinking today. I was like, 
not that there's like if you clap and you get emotional during a movie like there's nothing wrong with that oh yeah not at all i just don't want to be around it Is i don't okay? i don't mind the clapping at the end because it's over you're not clapping for anybody but yourself at that point i can see getting emotional in a film i've welled up with awesome at at a film before i did not in this one but the closest i got was when happy was talking to the the you know morgan tony's little daughter and like you brought the kid into it. All the cheeseburgers yeah. that she wants. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I mean, because like anybody's got a daughter, and like my daughter just started driving. We just opened up a bank account for her this week. She's got a car. And I'm like, what is like so my little girl is now kind of doing her own thing. And that is a little transition we're going through emotionally for me. It's like my little girl's becoming a, a young lady at this point. And so that's the closest that I got in that movie. Uh, but that's fine. But I totally, if if we want to do a theater in December. I'm totally down for that because I had kind of planned on doing it anyway. Okay, perfect. I'm in. Favreau was great. He was. I was glad to see him in there, too. Because I kind of feel like he's estranged from the Marvel Universe. Isn't that weird? Though I know he's not. He's 100% in the Disney family. I mean, he did Jungle Book. Uh, and then he did uh, the, the Lion King that's coming out. So he's he's entrenched he in has, Disney. He's got a producer credit with everything that they roll out. That's because he started with Iron Man. What did you think of the uh, when they go back to 1970 and the cars driving down the road? I'm down. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I, when as soon as I saw that enough said uh, sticker uh, for one of those cars, and you, then you see Stan Lee. Somebody told me that they had filmed several cameos for him already before he died. They rolled through a couple, but I was like, I don't. They don't even have any films done. Is Carrie Fisher CGI? In the trailer I saw today? No, that's real. Uh, they, they're they using footage from the previous film. Okay. And they so they've got a couple of stuff. B-roll that, or something? Stuff that they can use that they didn't end up using, that they can use it and work it into it. Outside of that, they may CGI it, but her daughter looks a ton like her. Mm-hmm. So if you need a good basis to then put the CGI face on it, that's who they might be able to use. I did have this thought, too at the end of the movie about how awesome it would have been if there's a similar type story and, and and it's the Justice League out there and maybe Bruce eats it at the end or yeah. something like that. And, I, and I'm thinking, why can't you guys get it right? I know. It would be amazing. You've got all the right characters. Unfortunately, you don't have any of the right people doing it. But you've got James Gunn, who's going to do Suicide Squad. Maybe that'll be good. At least it'll be funny. And you've got, you've got Joss Whedon in there, but they need something they can take from start to finish. But the characters that we've seen that uh, James is taking for Suicide Squad doesn't make it seem like at face value it's going to be amazing. But we don't know yet. But I am aching for a real awesome Justice League movie. I just, when Captain Marvel at the, at the end of this movie, or at the end of the battle scene, comes ripping through that ship, and it, she's pretty much exhibiting some ridiculous powers yeah my first thought was that's superman stuff i know did and you think the same thing i absolutely did i'm like well why why can't we have that is it so and then the fact that dc's not even talking about making a superman movie right now blows my mind Me too. you know we're gonna get wonder woman sequel we're gonna get the aquaman sequel they've got some other things you know shazam black did adam, well maybe, yeah. black adam at some point we'll get some of that feeling maybe because black adam can do all the same stuff that shazam can do and shazam could do all the stuff that superman can do so we might get it in some capacity, but the fact they're not even thinking or talking about it right now blows my mind. Uh, we are at least going to get the world's greatest detective out of Batman. Give us the Superman thing. Put them all together. 
bring us dark side. This is the perfect time. See this happen right now and all this anticipation, this giant record that's going to happen and know that you can have a piece of it. You can't have the same success. It's just not going to happen. But you can have a piece of it if you do the movie right and you do not the poor man's Thanos because I think Darkseid was around before Thanos was, but you could do that with characters people know and love and that are blockbuster successes but they're just not thinking about that anymore. It upsets me a great deal, too, that there are all these characters that... Uh, and I'm not going to make the argument that DC had a lot of the characters first. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard that argument made before, too, and that Marvel borrowed a lot. Yeah. It's... I would say it's equal. Yeah. You know, that's an equal trade-off there. They borrowed from each other. But honestly, Thanos is... I mean, Dark Side. Thanos is poor man's Dark Side. Yeah. Nobody will ever believe that for the the rest of Tom. Yeah. And I don't know who came first, uh, Namor or Aquaman. I think it's Namor. It is. But if I they, think it is, yeah. They can't do a movie with him right now because there, it's going to be the poor man's Aquaman. Submariner. Yeah. So they can't do that. I did have this weird thing when I was, this is like the geekiest comic book thing I did at the movie, but there's the part where there's all this water rushing in, mm-hmm. right? And then the, 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 they're like fighting in this big bowl or something at the end, right? Like well, the, it's a giant crater where the is. building used to be. So, And it's, when we say giant crater, I mean, it's unscalable. Like yeah. It's a small valley there. And there's all this water coming in. And the first thought I had was, how cool would it be if Submariner just all of a sudden showed up out of nowhere? Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. In that goofy little outfit. And it's and it's a lake. You've yeah. been in there the whole time? I have. Just waiting for you guys to call. No I, more. But I, unfortunately, I since you brought up that water that was cascading in, I felt like that was a waste of Doctor Strange. That battle could have had some awesome moments with Doctor Strange, and they had a couple, but it could have been so much cooler, but he was damn taking care of that water. Yeah, but do you think that Doctor Strange... Doctor Strange seems a little bit like Doctor Manhattan in the idea that he's trapped in his own head. Like he can foresee things. Well, he already saw all this. Right. So it causes him to have to act in a certain manner. Yeah. Like, I would like to see the idea where Doctor Strange just takes on Thanos. Mm -hmm. Like, let's see what happens. He started to. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, in in the the first part of this one, or the the first movie before this one. In the the street, right? Well, no, uh, on on the planet Titan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they get to do, he got to use all kinds of weapons, but he already saw how that was going to play out. So he had to give up the stone. That's a Dr. Manhattan thing. He's on Mars turning cogs because he's so bored because he can already see everything. Yeah, but now Dr. Strange can't. Oh, well. He can because it's... No, in our timeline, he still can't. That that stone is gone and crushed and gone. In the old timeline, it exists, and that same Dr. Strange will give up that stone to, to Thanos. But actually, he won't because Thanos is now dead. Just another. I just my nose is bleeding now from having to think about all that. <laughs> well, that is a lot to think about. You remember how earlier I mentioned that it took Tony Stark, like Bruce couldn't figure out mm-hmm. like the quantum physics part, like yeah. he could almost get there but not quite. Isn't it interesting too that they also picked Bruce had to be the person that reasoned with the ancient one. Tony couldn't have done that. True that. Tony couldn't have reasoned. Tony yeah. does not reason. Yeah, that Tony is, true. is smarter than everybody, mm-hmm. and w- whether he is or not, yeah. he believes that he is. And did you notice how thin he was at the beginning of the movie? 
because they had been on that ship for 27 days. I thought days. that was awesome. I don't yeah. know how much of that is a trick photography and, and CGI or whatever, but if he really did get down to that size... He's not doing that. He was emaciated. Yeah, no, that that's all CGI. Because uh, Tony does... Or, or Robert Downey Jr. doesn't even learn his lines. I don't know if you know that. Robert Downey Jr. does movies with an earpiece. You've told me that. Someone gives him the line and he says the line. you got to stop saying that. That ruins people. That doesn't. It just shows how awesome he is, how great he is able to deliver that. Maybe he brushed up on his lines for this one. That's just what I was told. Does it with an earpiece. There's no way. Why not? I'm sure he's familiar with all the stuff, but someone just, you know, line without having to say it. How would you like to be that guy for him? What do you make for this film? Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Without researching, just throw a number out. Uh, 20 million? I don't think he made 20 million. You got too many people to pay. I think he made 15, probably gets a piece of the back end. I think he gets 20 and a piece of the back end. Even with all those people you got to pay. He's the highest paid person in the film? Absolutely. Who's next? Outside of that, it is probably Chris... Oh, uh, probably a tie between Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth. They're at 15? I bet they're at 15. And then who's next? Then I think you get Mark and Scarlett and Hawkeye. 12? Yeah. Maybe right in that ballpark. You think Renner's getting... He's an original, man. Also, he, too, if you're like me and you just don't believe that Hawkeye is as cool as they've made him out to be in the movies, because in the comics I never thought that Hawkeye was really ever that cool of a character. Mm-hmm. I hate to say this, poor man's Green Arrow. That, I mean, that, that's what it is. I mean, I hate to... But he... This whole deal where he gets the pissed off vigilante like he's going to destroy people. He became Ronan. Yeah, he he really did. He is so badass in this movie. Like, it's unbelievable. And that's uh, and that's what I think they had to do for his character, for us to believe how awesome he could be. I am Googling to see how much money uh, these uh, these guys made for this, if it happens to be in here. Okay. Robert Downey Jr. made $500,000. For Iron Man in 2008, it said for Avengers Endgame, he made $50 million? No way. Well, maybe that's, that's with the back with end. his back end. Um, oh, yeah. So then it actually starts breaking it down. Chris Evans got $1 million for the first Captain America movie. He got $15 million for Endgame, at least according to this article that I've quickly pulled up. Uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth, what do you think he got for Thor? His first movie. One point five. You got the first two numbers right, but too many of them. Are you kidding? A hundred and fifty thousand dollars, according to this. But Avengers Endgame, fifty million dollars. I'm sorry, fifteen million dollars. We're right there. Uh, Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, for the upcoming Black Widow movie, fifteen million dollars, and for Endgame, fifteen million dollars. So I think we're going to see kind of a running trend there. Jeremy Renner uh, for The Avengers, two to three million dollars for Endgame, fifteen million dollars, and then for the Hulk, Avengers, two to three million, and then fifteen million for this one as well. And I think we're actually out of Avengers at this. Oh, Black Panther. What do you think Chadwick Boseman got for uh, Black Panther? Well, they weren't sure about that movie. They put a lot into it though. Uh, five million bucks. Two million. Okay. And then uh, it is unknown what he got for Endgame. Because they these characters that they've built up a good little bit really didn't have much of a role in this. They gave them their little starring moments. Like, uh, give me give me the, the gauntlet. And then he took it, and then Chadwick Boseman runs with it. Black Panther does. 
that was really all you get out of him for that movie. Uh, and then same for, you know, Doctor Strange didn't have very much when it went to that. Uh, Star-Lord didn't have a whole lot. Uh, he got, uh, Chris Pratt got $1.5 million for Guardians, unknown for uh, Endgame. I would say it's pretty close. He didn't do much. Yeah, Captain Marvel, $5 million, or Brie Larson, $5 million for Captain Marvel. And then Avengers Endgame, unknown. Crazy thing is, she shot all of this prior before she shot uh, Captain Marvel. She didn't know any of that stuff going into it. Uh, her powers or any of that stuff. Doctor Strange, $6.4 million for Doctor Strange. Benedict Cumberbatch. Wow. But at that point, you've got Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah. The most accomplished actor out of anybody that you've got. Mm. Even even over Robert Downey Jr. There's no way. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch? Have you seen Sherlock or any of the stuff that he's done? Robert Downey Jr. has the golden statue on the shelf at home, bro. What are you doing it for? Chaplin. Yeah, but that's not... Not that that's not a great... I'm not saying that that was a hard role to play, but... It's an, he's an Academy Award winner, dude. I still... If, if I had to take the Pepsi Challenge to give me a person I thought give me the best dramatic performance or any of those, stage or screen... I'll take Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, so Cumberbatch is the Daniel Day-Lewis of yeah. the Avengers cast. Yes. Sure, I'll give you that. Yes, that's what I'll take. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Tom Holland got 500000 Unknown for uh, this last one. That's he, all it has. Oh, Also, I always mention this, but uh, he he's such a great Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And he did it in this movie, too. Yep. I really like him. I, I feel like you're still living in... A little bit in Tobey Maguire world? No, I've written those films off. So you're done? Dance scene, man. Once the dance scene happened in three, I was done. But as Peter? Uh, no, no, I like Tom Holland uh, the most out of these. I actually like Andrew Garfield better than I do Tobey Maguire. I didn't like uh, Garfield. Yeah, there's something... I thought he did a good job of encompassing the snarky side of Peter Parker and the New York side. And I have no fantasy of New York. I've never even... I've been there once. Uh, but I thought he captured it well. Where Toby, I didn't think captured any of that. He captured the nerd side of Peter Parker. And that's really about all there was. And I and when he was angry, I never really believed it very much. It seemed very hokey. But he's also in a Sam Raimi movie where a lot of stuff is hokey. Did you... Are you caught up on Amazing Spider-Man, the comic? No, I'm like four issues back right now. I think that... Hunted is... I'm, I'm, I'm right at the cusp of where Hunted is starting. We have a Peter Parker now that mirrors the Peter Parker from the comics now, from Amazing Spider-Man at least, because there's a little bit of... What's the word? Innocence? Yes, but there's some trepidation maybe? Okay. Like he's... A little apprehensive to be a superhero? Does that make sense? A little bit. But in the comics, it's just because of the stuff that's happened to him. His trepidation comes because he's still seasoned and weathered. No, no, no. I get yeah. that. But I mean that that's an emotion that Peter Parker has displayed in the comics before. Yeah, yeah. Also, to, mm-hmm. and we're getting that in the with uh, yeah. Tom Holland. Uh, Holland now. And yeah, so I can't wait for the new one because I've only seen the one trailer and I'm not going to watch any more for Spider-Man Homecoming. Or not Homecoming, but uh, Far From Home. Because it worked wonders for me for this. I was surprised at every corner. Because I only saw that first Avengers trailer months and months and months ago. I never saw another lick of film until last night. Is Thanos the best superhero villain on film all time? Absolutely. I don't even know who else you would put up there. Heath Ledger. Joker? Eh. Um, Shoot. 
It's not Bane. It's not Jack Nicholson. It's not... Gene Hackman. Nah. Still fine. It's definitely not Kevin Spacey. Man, it's not even close, man. It's, it's not anybody from the Batman films. It's not Parallax. It's not any of the... I mean, Magneto uh, from the X-Men, but not nearly as good because he's also good. Loki. Yeah, the problem with Loki is he's not necessarily a bad guy. You root for Loki. You're not really rooting for Thanos ever. Odin? Not a bad guy. Doctor Doom's definitely not it from the Fantastic Four. So it's just, I don't think that's, I I think it's leaps and bounds that what they've done with this guy. They've never been able to, I've talked to my brother about this too. They've never been able to put the dark side, you know. Not yet. the Thanos type character in film before it's mm-hmm. always seemed too difficult nobody would even attempt it do you remember that 10 years ago bad example 15 years ago if I would have told you that they were going to put Thanos in a film and they were going to do Thanos right and they were going to make Thanos the strongest thing in the galaxy mm-hmm. by leaps and bounds he, he is a god he is unstoppable I bet you wouldn't have believed it or I just would have pictured some guy painted purple with ball, balls on his chin. Yeah. Yeah. Man, if you go back, they didn't. They can't even get Thanos right in the comic books half the time now, even, I feel like. Well, they've been doing a pretty solid job with Thanos lately. Just the last two runs that they've done, the introduction of Cosmic Ghost Rider, that run of Thanos, they've done a really solid job. Right now, this actually this week, the new Thanos comic came out, but it's going back to when when he got Gamora when she was a kid. Well, it's it's just, old school stuff. Well, I'm just saying the Thanos that I remember as a kid mm-hmm. was literally a purple dude in a yellow suit. Yeah. And it was corny. I mean, it was Grimace. It was, yeah, it was corny. It's Grimace from McDonald's. Yeah. And DC can do Darkseid if they present it as this other world apocalypse. And... He wants to come and conquer our world. He's not trying to destroy the universe or any of that. He ends up coming here and then some, you know, whatever, and, and they do it that way. And, and it's just another world movie, not a I'm going to take over the universe movie. And you just got to go battle the big bad just because he's going to try to take over your planet. Then that's fine. But I, they're not going to do that. I would agree with that. We'll see what happens. I have nothing else. We're all good, man. Uh, tomorrow, uh, sorry, two nights, we get to see it again. And then maybe we'll have more we can add on the next go around. So there's your Avengers ramp up with a little bit more. Uh, hopefully you agree and, and you liked it as much as we did. Uh, heck, if you didn't like us, you can let us know about that too. Uh, so uh, tell your friends to like us. So we're now also on iHeartRadio, uh, the iHeartRadio app. So you can get us on all the majors, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes, all that. Shout out to someone in New Zealand who listens to us. Uh, saw that on the, uh, the little stats that I get by looking. So we got a, a, a couple of listens in New Zealand, uh, one over in the UK as well. So now this podcast feels uh, it's international. international. We, are in, we are in Canada and several states in the U.S., but now I feel like we're really branching out. So if you enjoy it, tell someone about it, uh, rate us and do all that stuff. Until next time.